Movie Night. Welcome to Movie Night. Full-length classic feature films in audio. Brought to you with limited commercial interruption. Please Murder Me is a 1956 American film noir film directed by Peter Godfrey, and starring Angela Lansbury and Raymond Burr. Plot Defense lawyer Craig Carlson, Raymond Burr, buys a pistol at a pawn shop and travels to his office, where he deposits the gun in a desk drawer with a file folder, then begins to dictate into a tape recorder. Directing his message to District Attorney Ray Willis, John Denner, he reveals that he anticipates being murdered within an hour, and begins to tell his story in extended flashbacks. The memories begin with him explaining to his war buddy and best friend Joe Leeds, Dick Foran, that he is having an affair with Leeds' wife Myra, Angela Lansbury, who wants a divorce. Joe asks Craig to give him a little time to think the matter over. Days later at his own office, Joe finishes writing a letter and gives it to his business partner Lucas Arian to mail. Joe phones Myra telling her he will be home soon to discuss something. There, he confronts Myra in their bedroom, where a door is closed and a gunshot is heard. Police investigate Joe's death. Myra explains that Joe became irate and threatened her physically, forcing her to shoot him in self-defense. Craig is also on the scene, having arrived before the police and acting as Myra's lawyer. In the ensuing trial, D.A. Willis allows the police to present their evidence that a physical struggle did not occur as she'd said. Willis notes that Myra was not employed when she first met Joe, a successful businessman with a good amount of life insurance. In her defense, Craig attributes Myra's inconsistencies regarding the night in question as post-traumatic hysteria. In his closing argument, Craig claims the money motive in Willis' case is not valid because Myra was in love with another man, a revelation that could inspire Joe to cause Myra premeditated harm. Craig then reveals that he himself is Myra's lover. The jury finds Myra not guilty. She and Craig throw a party to celebrate with friends. When Lou arrives, he reveals privately to Craig that he had forgotten to mail Joe's letter, which was addressed to Craig. Joe discloses in the letter that Myra did indeed marry him for his money, but that she was actually in love with an artist, not with Craig. Joe had decided to ask her to stay married, in part to save Craig from her. Craig then remembers Myra mentioning that an old friend, an artist named Carl Holt, had visited her in jail during the trial. Craig goes to see Holt, who explains his long relationship with Myra, interrupted by her marriage to Joe and states his gratitude and admiration for Craig in his defense work in Myra's trial, especially his posing as Myra's lover as a tactic. Craig later confronts Myra with Joe's letter and his talk with Holt. She admits that she does intend to go on with Holt now she is free. Accusing her of costing him his best friend, the love of his life and his profession all at once, Craig tells Myra she will pay for her crime regardless, because he will force her to murder him. Myra is incredulous, but Craig soon puts a plan in motion, developing a friendship with Holt, even employing him to paint a portrait to delay Myra and Holt's departure to Europe to marry. All the while, Craig taunts Myra that he will reveal all the evidence to Holt and let him decide if he wants to marry a murderess. As well, Craig meets socially with D.A. Willis, discussing Myra's case, and lets Myra see them together. Craig concludes his story being dictated into the tape recorder by saying he has arranged to meet Myra at the office at 12.30 a.m., which soon arrives. 
Hearing a knock at the office door, Craig leaves the recorder running and hides the microphone behind a desk photo of himself and Joe, then lets in Myra. He shows her the file he says is full of evidence he's compiled against her, and then sets down the pistol on the desk. As he starts to make a phone call to Holt, Myra, successfully driven to desperation, takes the gun and shoots Craig, who falls to the floor. Using a handkerchief, she hangs up the phone and wipes her fingerprints from the gun, which she puts in Craig's hand. She finds the file is full of nothing but blank sheets of paper. When D.A. Willis arrives, she explains that Craig has shot himself. After checking that Craig is in fact dead, Willis learns that Myra had an appointment with Craig for 12.30, then tells her Craig had invited him to come at 12.40. He finds the microphone and recorder, then stops and rewinds the tape. As he begins to play Craig's recording, Myra starts crying, defeated. Cast Angela Lansbury as Myra Leeds Raymond Burr as attorney Craig Carlson Dick Foran as Joe Leeds John Denner as Dist Attorney Ray Willis Lamont Johnson as Carl Holt Robert Griffin as Lucas Arian Denver Pyle as Det Lieutenant Bradley Russ Thorson as Judge Today's feature will begin with limited commercial breaks after a brief word from our sponsor. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
Who's the guy? I'm in love with her, Joe. I want to marry her. That's the way it is. And it's the most difficult thing I've ever had to say to anyone. Are you sure, Craig? Are you sure you know what you're doing? I'm in love with her, Joe. What do you want me to do? I'd like Myra to go away, get a divorce. You know, Craig, I've always had a lot of respect and admiration for you. Leveling with me like this has taken a lot of guts. Like I said, a real friendship doesn't bend easy. This... This kind of knocked the wind out of me. I... Give me a couple of days to kick it around, will you? Joe today. I told him about it. Oh. What did he say? That's what's so wrong, Mara. Didn't get angry. He just said give him a couple of days to think it over. I guess I helped him die a little today. Do you believe that when we first met, we tried to fall in love? Why, no, certainly not. Haven't we respected my marriage? We tried to walk away. We did everything we could not to let it happen. That doesn't make the day any easier. I never wanted to hurt Joe. I didn't think I could possibly fall in love with anyone else. But I have. Craig, darling. I'm not ashamed of my feelings for you. I'm not afraid of the world knowing the truth. I don't believe what we have is wrong. Don't spoil it, Craig. She was born, I kind of hoped she'd be there tonight when I gave her away. Well, I had a million things to do, Lou. I hope the kids will be happy. Oh, they're a cinch. Never saw two people better suited for each other. Topsy, even Mom and me. 
I know, but sometimes even the best things have a way of going sour. Joe, what's wrong? What makes you think there's something wrong? You can't fool me. Just the other day when I was in here with the beef about the branch store, you hardly even listened to me. You looked like you were a thousand miles away. Ever since then, you've been moping around like... like something was bothering you bad. You know, Lou, doing the right thing isn't the easiest thing in the world. You gotta look deep inside you. Be real honest with yourself. Well, for the past few days, that's just what I've been doing. Looking down deep inside of me. Looking for the right answer, and I finally found it. Sounds like an important decision. It is. And a tough one, too. It'll probably change my whole life. Myra's, too. Something wrong between you and Myra? Well, I don't think anything could be worse. Joe, believe me, every married couple has their ups and downs. Even Mom and me have had some bad moments. But, but honest, if you just have patience, everything usually works out fine. Sometimes, Lou. Sometimes. Do me a favor, will you mail us on your way home? Yeah, sure thing. Hello, Myra. Just wanted to make sure you were home. I'm going to be home early. I've been thinking about something I want to talk to you about. I'll be there in about 15 or 20 minutes. Just remember, Joe, everything usually works out. Quit living in a dream world, Lou. him off, dust the place good, and McMillan's already photographed most of the room. What does it look like, Lieutenant? According to the lady, we got a breeze. She said she shot her husband in self-defense. <laughs> How come everybody always shoots everybody else in self-defense? Now, Mrs. Lees, I, uh, I think we got everything pretty well straightened out. Would you mind going over that first part for me just once more? Well, I... 
I was sitting in bed reading when Joe came in. He was wet. He looked furious. I couldn't imagine what was wrong. He just walked over and pulled me out of bed as if he was drunk or, or crazy or something. Threw me against the dresser. Said he was going to kill me. He started for me again. Then I opened the drawer and took out the gun and shot him. He just stood there and looked at me. Then he fell. It was terrible. It's going to be all right. You just rest there for a minute. All right, let's get off the phone. You know this place is off limits until the lab's through with it. We dusted before you use the lieutenant. Fred and Ellen, I want those papers drawn up first thing in the morning. Now, I'll be there before you. I'm going directly to the office and police headquarters. Sergeant, I want this section of the room covered from A to Z. Several shots of that nightstand and this dresser here. Get in close. You know the kind of stuff I want. Well, cover the place like here. Planning on a big day in court? The guys did. That makes it a big day in court. Any reason to doubt it was self-defense? Enough to hold her on suspicion of murder. Then it's up to you legal eagles to pick her apart. Well, incidentally, if you want to talk to your client, have at it, because I'm taking her downtown in about two minutes. I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. What don't you understand? The police. All these questions. Those men in there taking pictures, fingerprints. I'm afraid, Craig. Just routine, ma'am. Nothing to be alarmed about. But Lieutenant Bradley's questions haven't been routine. They don't believe me, do they? Tell me the truth. Lieutenant Bradley plans to hold you on suspicion of murder. What am I going to do? How can I make them believe me? That'll be my job, darling. Why did he try to kill me? Why couldn't he understand? Mara. I loved Joe as much as anyone could. And I thought I knew him. But Joe's actions weren't caused by sudden anger. He had several days to think about what he was going to do. Had he been successful, it would have been premeditated murder. I'm afraid, Craig. Don't be. I know it's going to be difficult for you. Just remember, I love you. Of course I meant it. I still mean it. Moonlight was invented just for you. Lady Vest, Ray, here's your lead line. District Attorney asked for Myra Leeds' life. He says he'll prove she killed Joe Leeds in cold blood. I think we'd get a new twist to the story if we quoted Carlson. It claims it was an attack of violence, carefully staged and executed. I tell you, no other woman could interest me anymore. Yeah, it's going to be a beaut. This gal's good copy. If Wallace was bugging anybody besides Carlson, I think this Leeds woman wouldn't have a prayer. 
Uh, court's back in session. I'll call rewrite in time for the three-star edition. Right. Oh, that was just the guys. Yeah, court's back in session again. No, I don't have to be in there. You can't take pictures in the courtroom. You were the first officer to report at the scene of the murder. Yes, sir. My partner and I were cruising that area when we got the call. Will you please tell the jury exactly what you found? Well, Mrs. Leeds and Mr. Carlson were there when we arrived. Mr. Carlson said Mrs. Leeds had called him, and as soon as he got there, he called the police. Were there signs of struggle? No, sir. Mrs. Leeds wasn't marked or bruised in any way? Not that I could tell. Did you see anything about her clothing or her person or anything at all that indicated that there had been a struggle? No, sir. Thank you. That's all. Mr. Carlson? No questions. Sergeant Hill, you are connected with the crime lab. That's right. And did you note that it was raining the night of the murder? Yes, sir. Would you please tell the court how that affected your findings? May I have that picture, please? This dark spot was one of the first things we checked out. It's water, probably came from Jolie's clothing. From the way we can piece it together, he stood right there and didn't make a move until he fell from the shot. In other words, your deduction is that there could not have been a struggle. I object. This question calls for a conclusion of the witness. Sustained. Did you find any water spots anyplace else in the room? No, sir. Thank you. Sergeant Hill, what makes you so certain Joe Leeds did not move closer to Mrs. Leeds than the area of the water stain? To wet a wool rug through that way would require quite a concentration of water. That means the victim would have to stand the spell. But Mrs. Leeds said that he came right in and over to her. Just answer the question, Sergeant. The prosecuting attorney is well able to argue his case. All right. What about some of the other people in that room? They could have dripped water on that rug, could they not? We checked that out. The rain had stopped by the time the first police unit had arrived. But it hadn't stopped when I arrived. Couldn't I have stood in one spot long enough to dampen that rug? I guess you could have. Thank you, that's all. And then she stated that he knocked her against the dresser. It was then that she opened the drawer, took out the gun, and shot him. Ms. Leeds said the gun was in the dresser drawer. Yes, sir. Did she point out where Mr. Leeds was at the time she shot him? She said that he was rushing toward her from where they had struggled beside the bed. Specifically, where by the bed? On the left side, where Mrs. Leeds was lying. Did your investigation bear to the conclusion? No, sir. Please explain why. Bottles on the dresser, you know, perfume and the like. And had he knocked her against the dresser, well, surely some of these bottles would have been overturned. Lieutenant hmm. Bradley, is this one of the photographs you ordered taken? Yes, sir, it is. Now, do you see anything, anything at all disturbed on or about that dresser? No, sir, nothing. Go on, Lieutenant. Well, uh, according to Mrs. Leeds, the spot where Mr. Leeds was standing uh, at the time she shot him was about 10 feet from where he fell. 
Wasn't that possible? No, sir. According to the coroner's report, the victim was shot through the heart and died instantly. In other words, Joe Leeds would have had to walk ten feet after he was dead. That's about it, sir. Your witness. Lieutenant Bradley, how many years have you been on the police force? Twenty-two. And during that time, would you say you witnessed a number of people suffering from hysteria? I'd say so, yes. And what would you say were the first signs of hysteria? Oh, uh, incoherency, unable to make a decision, sort of a lapse in common sense. And would you say it was likely for a woman who just killed a man to be suffering from hysteria? Why, yes. And would it not be within the realm of possibility for this woman to mistake her left from her right? Come to a snap judgment of distance and direction that would be entirely incorrect. What? Possibility? And wouldn't it be possible for a woman in such a state of hysteria to think she was thrown against the dresser when in reality she was thrown against the nearby wall? Well, she could be, but... That is all. Thank you. Pretty social day. Three visitors. One was from a newspaper. Lucas Arian came over to tell me not to worry. And Carl Holt, he's an artist, an old friend, wondered if there was anything he could do. Craig, is it going badly for me? There's nothing new to worry about, so don't try to find something. Will it ever be over? Darling, I know it's been a difficult two weeks for you. But tomorrow should see the end of the testimony. How does it look? Willis operates like a field marshal. He doesn't mind losing battles so long as he wins the war. He'll save his big ammunition for later. What can we do then? Oh, I've had several talks with Lou. He's very anxious to help you. I'm sure his evidence will add a lot of weight. And I think I'm going to let you testify, too. All right. Remember, once you're on the stand, Willis will try to cut you to ribbons. I'm not afraid of Willis or the judge or the jurors. All I'm afraid of is if things go wrong, I'd lose you. Oh, not a chance. Craig, beautiful. So I, I says, Joe, is there something wrong between you and Myra? And he said, I don't see how anything could be worse. Had you ever seen Joe Leeds before when he was quite angry? Yeah, a couple of times. Matter of fact, he was quite upset the first time I ever saw him. Somebody accused him of giving a dishonest comp, tried to get him in trouble with the police. Well, Joe hurt him pretty bad. Then Joe Leeds did have a bad temper when he was upset. Yeah, but that wasn't often. Mr. Kazarian, the night of Joe Leeds' death, did he seem normal to you or upset to you? Well, he was upset. He said he'd been doing a lot of thinking and had reached a big decision. Did he tell you what that decision was? 
No, except that what he had decided would change his whole life, and Myra's too. That will be all, thank you. Darian, we come to that phone conversation Joe Lee had with his wife. Tell us exactly what you overheard. Well, that was a long time ago. Just tell us those things you can remember. Well, I remember him saying for her to stay home. He'd been doing a lot of thinking, wanted to talk it over with her, and I guess that's about all that happened. In other words, it was Joe Leeds who definitely had something to talk out with his wife. That's the way it sounded. Now, Mr. Kazarian, the defense counsel has spoken much about Joe Leeds' temper. You say you were present when Joe Leeds beat up a man who falsely accused him. Now, would you say that Joe Leeds was quite angry then? Oh, the worst I've ever seen him. But, but this fellow had it coming to him. He was always sniping at Joe. And if Joe Leeds was more angry on that occasion than you ever saw him, why didn't he kill the man? Did uh, someone stop the fight? Oh, no. We were all glad to see him get it. Anyway, we knew all Joe had in mind was to rough him up. <laughs> he sure did a good job. And if Joe Leeds was more angered than you had ever seen him, you claim he had no intention of killing. Now, can you say on the oath that you've taken that he was angered enough to kill his wife? No, I guess not. Thank you, Mr. Gazarian. And do you recall any instance, Mrs. Leeds, where your husband displayed a violent temper? Yes. There was the time just before we were married. Joe had an argument with one of his employees. The two men fought. Joe beat him so brutally, the other man had to spend the next two months in the hospital. And were there times after your marriage when your husband showed a tendency toward violence? Several. Whenever anything annoyed him, edgy. If someone said something that displeased him, he flew into a temper. We argued often because of this. Then that night when he came home, wet, blind with fury, you had good reason to think he would kill you. You had good reason to think that Joe Leeds was a man of violence. That is what you believed, is it not, Mrs. Leeds? Yes. Do you think any other woman would have reacted as you did? Oh, I know they would. No one wants to kill, but no one wants to be killed either. Your witness. Mrs. Leeds. How long had you and your husband been married? Two years. And when you married your husband, what was your financial condition? I, I don't understand. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, were you rich, moderately wealthy, had a good job? What? Well, I, I was looking for a job when I met Joe Lee. And would you say your husband was a man of means? I mean, did he have some property, some insurance, perhaps? He had ten supermarkets, some insurance. How much would you say your husband was worth at the time of his death? That is, including insurance. I don't know. Then let me tell you. Your husband, Mrs. Leeds, left an estate of more than three quarters of a million dollars. That's quite an inheritance for you. From unemployment to a neat $750,000 in two years. Wouldn't you say that was a very lucrative two years' work, Mrs. Leeds? Objection! 
prosecution will refrain from any more questions of this nature. That last statement will be stricken from the record, and the jury is asked to disregard it. Ms. Leeds, when you married your husband, were you in love with him? Of course. Were you in love with your husband at the time of his death? No. And in less than two years, you no longer loved him. Love is a very strong emotion, Mrs. Leeds. How could you turn it off so quickly? I, I just didn't love him anymore. And you waited until that fatal night to tell him about it? That's not true. Then when did you tell your husband you were no longer in love with him? I, I don't remember. Did you ask your husband for a divorce? Yes. And what was Mr. Leeds' answer? He just said he wanted to think about it. In other words, Mrs. Leeds, when you suddenly told your husband you wanted a divorce, instead of becoming angry, he answered he wanted to think about it. Now, is that correct? Yes. And yet you ask this court to believe that Mr. Leeds returned home on that fatal evening, and without so much as a single word, tried to kill you? Yes. Then tell us, Mrs. Leeds, how do you explain the fact that when you first, shall we say, shocked your husband by asking him for a divorce, he did nothing? I don't know. I don't know. That will be all, Mrs. Leeds. Myra Leeds would have us believe that when her husband reached their apartment, he immediately made an attempt to kill her, so that she had to kill in self-defense. But what concrete reasons have you been given that Mrs. Leeds felt she was forced to shoot her husband. Only that he became furious when she told him she no longer loved him, that she wanted a divorce. And why did Myra Leeds claim to want a divorce in the first place? Just that they were no longer in love. And yet, not one single witness has been brought before this court to indicate that any discord existed between the Leeds. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, there was no discord in the marriage of Joe Leeds. Only in that of his wife, Myra, an ambitious woman. Marriage had bettered her position. And with Joe Leeds' death, her position was still improved. The location of the body, the placement and trajectory of the bullet that killed Leeds, the lack of signs of a struggle, all of these facts, facts, fitted against Myra Leeds' story of self-defense. Could there be an honest doubt in your minds as to the guilt of this woman? If there is, let me dispel them for you. Myra Leeds has given no reason why she would have wanted to divorce Joe Leeds, except that she fell out of love. Now, is love such a fickle thing that one can fall in love one week and out the next? With no apparent reason, could Myra Leeds have awakened one morning and decided to ask her husband of two years for a divorce? No. Let me tell you what Myra Leeds did. She was jobless when she met Joe Leeds. She saw in him a stepping stone to an easy life. And when she was ready to move on, she realized that Joe Leeds could only be of monetary value to her dead. So that when he came home to discuss whatever it was he wished to discuss, she shot him. Myra Leeds shot and killed her husband for a handful of gold. That is why the state charges Myra Leeds with murder in the first degree. Is counsel for the defense ready to address the jury? I am, Your Honor. 
This has been a long and grueling trial, not only for the defendant, but for the rest of us as well. You have heard arguments and counter-arguments, facts and counter-facts, theory and counter-theory. And for the past hour and 15 minutes, you've heard the prosecution parade before you every piece of circumstantial evidence, innuendo, and plain conjecture that he could muster. Conjecture that would bolster his claim that Myra Leeds is guilty of murdering her husband. With all of this conjecture, the end result has been this. The state claims Myra Leeds killed Joe Leeds because her story about the moments of violence she was faced with differed from that of the police. And because she could give no clear reason why she suddenly would want to divorce her husband. If Myra Leeds had a sound reason for suddenly desiring a divorce, a reason that would measurably add to her happiness. Even the prosecution knows it would have no case. Well, Myra Leeds did have a reason for asking Joe Leeds for a divorce. Myra Leeds was in love with another man. Now remember, you of the jury are not here to determine the righteousness of Myra Leeds' emotions as a woman, only to determine if she shot her husband in an act of premeditation. It is not for you to decide whether or not Myra Leeds did the right thing in falling in love with another man. It is for you to decide if in telling her husband about the man she loved, she aroused in him an anger so intense he decided to kill her. So now you ask, who is this man? Bring him forward to confirm this story. Well, I knew Joe Leeds better than anyone. And I know the man his wife is in love with. I am that man. Further demonstration of this character in this courtroom will be clear. Proceed. My falling in love with Myra Leeds was accidental. But my wanting to marry her was with strong intent. As was Joe Leeds' intent when he decided if he could no longer have his wife, no other man would either. Ladies and gentlemen, there isn't a single one of you who wouldn't have struggled as Myra Leeds did. Her life was at stake. She acted in self-defense. Now, that is the story. And that is the truth. To bring out the truth, your verdict must be not guilty. She beat it. Not guilty. The gallery chaired you'd fuck Navy. Just made a touchdown. Cool as weather. Didn't move a muscle when the jury foreman sang out. There's no doubt about it. That guy's the biggest incentive murders had since the Chinese invented gunpowder. Thank you. Pick this up on the way back from court today. What is it? 
Capri. As ancient and enchanting as the Mediterranean which surrounds it. May not be the world's greatest prose, but it sounded good to me. It must be love. I thought we could be married next week, take the boat to Rome, then right to Capri. Oh, darling, it'll be a wonderful honeymoon. It sounds wonderful. But do you know next week is almost here? Give me a little bit more time. The sooner we get away, the better it'll be for you. From now on, you're not going to have any reason to think of anything else but me. Giving you up. Well, I'm sorry I'm late, but Mom wasn't feeling well, and last minute she decided to stay home. Oh, that's too bad. Well, let me hang up some coat. No, thanks. And, and Myra, I'm awfully glad everything turned out okay. Thanks, Elizabeth. Hey, this is supposed to be a happier case. Could I talk to you alone for a minute, Greg? Something wrong? It's about Joe. Sure, let's go into the den. Hiya, Will. Hello, Hello, Henry. Good to see you, Lou. What is it, Lou? Uh, it's about Joe and the last night he was alive. It was the night my daughter was married and I dropped by to tell him about the wedding. Well, just before I left, he asked me to mail a letter for him. I put it in my pocket and, well, I forgot all about it until I put my tux on again tonight. It's addressed to you. Dear Craig, well, like I promised, I've been doing a lot of thinking. I've been trying to figure out the best way for all of us. You see, when I first met Myra, I figured she was out of my league. She was interested in things that I didn't understand, like art, music. But then, like a boat, one night she told me she loved me and I felt nine feet tall. Right then I said a million thanks. In a way, it was like the answer to a prayer. We got married right away and for a couple of months living was paradise. I didn't love her. I worshipped her. Then it began to change. One day we had an argument. Myra told me she'd never loved me. It goes without saying, Greg, that I walked in circles for days. Finally, I asked her if she wanted a divorce, and she said yes, and asked for half my business. And I got mad because I realized that was the only reason she'd ever married me. I told her that no man was going to live off what it had taken me most to accumulate. And that's the way it's been going along for the past few months. Myra's love, Greg, but not with you. She's in love with some kind of an artist. I can't figure out what she's doing with you, but I know she must have some kind of a plan. I'm going to see her tonight. I'm going to try to keep her. She's no good, Craig, but I do love her. If she decides not to stay with me, I... I wanted you to know the truth. She is a woman. Myra's a disease. In a way, she's already destroyed me. I just hope she doesn't end up destroying you.
Did I cause trouble by forgetting about the letter? charges Myra Leeds with murder in the first degree. Carl thought she was an artist, an old friend. Wondered if there was anything he could do. Movie night. Mr. Holt? Yes. My name's... I know. Craig Carlson. Won't you come in? I'd like to make a point of honor, Mr. Carlson. I refused to see Myra again after that afternoon. So she was free. She felt the same way about it. 
quite an impact, wasn't it? We didn't think so. I was going to ask Lee for a divorce. I guess he went sort of crazy. That awful night with the capper. No hope. You've got a lot working against you. In spite of that, I still may get to like you. Well, I want you to, but what have I got working against me? Marriage trial? Why didn't you offer to help? I did. That day I visited Mara. She didn't want me to come to see her again, though. Or even say I knew her. Funny, I couldn't quite figure that out. I guess it was because she was afraid our being in love would sway the jury against her since she was a married woman. Funny, it was that very approach that freed her. That's what makes a lawyer a lawyer. You're just plain smart. Not always. Well, now, I watched that trial every single day, and you never drew a miss. By the way, I would like a crack at improving your impression of me. You got any ideas? Oh, my first punch was right. I do like it. Well, let's be really classical about this friendship, then, and toast it and sherry. Fling the glass in the fireplace. I'm sorry, but I've got to go. Oh, too bad. But as far as the toast is concerned, it's just as well. I'm going to fireplace. I will see you again, though, when I see you. You know, that last day of the trial, when you said you were the man in Myra's life, I didn't think so kindly of you then. Glad Myra straightened me out on it. Oh? What did she say? Well, that it was a piece of courtroom strategy. Well, it sure was a beaut. That was the best piece of dramatics I've ever seen. Guess Myra and I really owe you an awful lot crawling out on a limb like that. Well, goodbye, Mr. Holt. Bye, Mr. Carlton. I met you. I don't want to talk about it. 
then let's have someone talk about it for us. I received this letter yesterday from Joe. What kind of a trick is this? Sit down, Myra. Sit down. Dear Craig, like I promised, I've been doing a lot of thinking. I've been trying to figure out the best way for all of us. You see, when I first met Myra, I figured she was out of my league. She was interested in things I didn't understand, like art and music. Myra's in love, Craig, but not with you. She's in love with some kind of an artist. I can't figure out what she's doing to you, but I know she must have some kind of a client. I'm going to see her tonight, and I'm going to try and keep her. She's no good, Craig, but I do love her. And if she decides not to stay with me, I wanted you to know the truth. She isn't a woman. Myra's a disease. The way she's already destroyed me, I just hope she doesn't end up destroying you, Joe. I don't believe Joe wrote that letter. You should be able to recognize his writing. What does it prove? Only that Joe was a miserable, jealous man? No, Myra, it proves something much different. Joe offered you a divorce, but without any money. You didn't want it that way, and you knew there was only one way to get it. You'll have to do more than say it. You'll have to prove it. I'm free now. I can do what I want with my life. You had it planned very carefully, didn't you, Myra? To get Joe's money, you had to kill him. To guarantee your freedom, you made me fall in love with you. I wonder if Carl Holt would want a murderess for a wife. I was tried and acquitted. Your brilliant defense freed me. No one can hurt me anymore. Not even you. This time you're wrong, Myra. Very wrong. What do you mean, this time? You're going to commit another murder. Don't be ridiculous. Yes, you are. You're going to murder me. You're insane. No one wants to die. Not even you. My whole life has meant just three things. My love for Joe, my work, and my love for you. You've destroyed them all. How much is there left of me to talk about? Well, there it was, Ray. Myra had killed Joe Leeds, and I was an accessory. Joe Leeds was dead, and Myra had to kill him, just as I'm going to kill him. There's not much time left, so I'd better bring you up to date. I had made plans to give up my practice spending every available moment keeping Myra constantly aware that sooner or later I proved to Carl Holt he was a murderer. Then I learned that Myra and Carl were planning to leave for Europe. Great! Good to see you again. Come on in. Say, 
Okay, we were just about to have a drink. Join us? Okay. Well, what a pleasant surprise. Are you sure you're surprised, Trace? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Oh, just a private little joke. My research and attorneys know what people are going to do before they do it. In some cases, I'd say she was right. Enough talk about lawyers. I've got news for you. Oh? You tell me. No, I, I, I don't think you'd be interested. Of course I'd be interested. We're going to get married? No. Surprised again, Craig? We're sailing for Paris on Friday. We're going to be married as soon as we get there, and it was all Myra's idea. She wants to live there. In a way, I'm sorry. Sorry? For well, this wasn't exactly a social visit. I came up with permission of painting. Painting? For whom? Myself. I know this is going to sound a little vain, but I've always wanted a portrait. You know, something very flattering. Oh, it's a shame you didn't mention it before. We sail on Friday. Well, how long does it take to do a portrait? Well, it varies. I, I usually like two, three weeks. Well, couldn't you put your trip off for that length of time? No. I like your work, Carl. I'd be willing to pay as much as uh, $2,500. Hey, I'm not Whistler, you know. What about it? $2,500 for those two weeks. We don't need to We have plenty. Now, hold on, honey. I mean, you have plenty. Well, you're my husband. What I have belongs to you. Well, I am afraid where money is concerned, I'm going to be a little old-fashioned. When can you make the sitting? What about tomorrow? That's fine. Between three and five, that's when my life's best. But I'll be here. Two weeks. Give us a chance to get very well acquainted. I'm looking forward to it. So am I. No, Myra, seems as if your one weakness is in picking men with moral strength. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. Hello, Greg. Not quite as soon. Leave us alone, Craig. Don't push me too far. Is that all you came here for? I came to offer you $100,000. Will you take it? Let him go to Paris? No. $125,000? Not for all the money in the world. I need those two weeks. I need the time to finish what I've started. I promise you, Myra, you're not going to have Carl Holt or Joe Lee. I never realized how much I could hate a man until now. Well, not enough to kill him. Not yet. What kind of a man are you? One who believes in the honesty and integrity of our court. But that's something you would never be able to understand. I understand what you're trying to do to me. Do you really? Do you understand what you did to me when I learned you killed Joe? Do you understand in winning you an acquittal, I became as guilty as you? I want you to understand, Myra. I want you to fully understand that we'll have to pay for what we've done. I'm not going to pay for anything. You'll pay, Mark. We'll both pay. That's it. Better or for worse? Excellent. It's been a very patient subject. Oh, don't forget tonight. I'll be on room about seven. Craig? A few times you've seen Myra here. It's not 
nervous and jumpy, she seems. The trial was very taxing for her, and I guess she's anxious to get to Europe. It's a natural reaction. I don't think you should have any worries about her. I guess not. Maybe your party will be just a prescription that'll snap her out of it. By the way, what are we celebrating? You'll find out in exactly three hours. Okay, man of mystery, I will not press you for an answer. I'll stay on tenor. I'll see you soon. Carl, let's leave. Leave? We could give a message to the captain, have him tell Craig that something had come up. We can't do that. You know that Craig has been counting on us. He's looking forward to it. What's so important about it? We'll talk about that after dinner, Myra. Hello, Charles. Good evening, Mr. Carlson. Hi, Craig. For dessert, may I suggest cherry jubilee? It's excellent. Oh, thank you. How about you, Myra? That'll be all, Charles. Well, Craig, that was a delicious dinner. French food couldn't be any better. All right. Did you enjoy your dinner? You told us you'd tell us what this was all about after dinner, Craig. Myra. Oh, it's all right. She's just anxious. What do you mean, anxious? A trip to Paris, and she's about to become a bride. Craig, I want to know why you brought us here. All right. Here you are, Carl. Craig, our deal was for 2500 I thought I'd double it. That's my surprise. But why? By helping me achieve an important ambition.
Jordan, of course. Despite your fee? Despite anything. Strange. I've always felt that the same parallel existed in law. Well, I, I've got to be going. Good night. Night, Craig. Tell you how good it's been having dinner here with you, Craig. Wish we could do it more often. Ray, there's something I want to ask you. Shoot. About the Myra Leeds trial. Why? Why well, talk over yesterday's headlines? You asked the jury to find Myra guilty of first-degree murder. Hmm. At the end of the trial, the jury found her not guilty. How did you find? important to me, Ray. I want to know. All right, Craig. You're very convincing. I can understand you're swaying that jury, but you didn't sway me. At the time, I still thought she was guilty. I was sure you did. You know, I thought about it for a long time. Now I know that the, the jury brought in the correct verdict. I've known you too many years, Craig. You never would have said what you did just for the dramatic effect. Another attorney might, but not you. No, I admit it. Uh, on the Myra Leeds case, I was way off base. Well, thank you, Ray. Now, there's something I'd like you to do for me. Hello, Mrs. Leeds. Mr. Carson's expecting you. Thank you, Jenny. Leeds? Mr. Willis? Myra, and you could make it. No, it's getting late. I'd better leave. It's been a wonderful evening. Thanks for the talk, Ray. You've been very helpful. Mr. Leeds? you send for me? Why were you talking to the district attorney? We were talking about a case. Your case, Myra. This grotesque joke of yours has gone far enough. You still think this is a joke? You've got to stop it, Craig. Every time you talk to Carla. The other evening at dinner, I was terrified. What you're doing is inhuman. I can't stand much more of it. You're a murderess, Myra. Anything that happens to you won't be enough. Craig, the jury freed me. They found me innocent. All I want is to go away with Carl. Please understand, for the first time in my life, I want to live decently. You don't know the meaning of the word. At first, I thought Carl Holt was like you. But it wasn't long before I changed my mind. You fooled him, Myra, just like you fooled me. He's too fine to be hurt by someone like you. I'm not going to let it happen. No matter what you tell him, he won't believe you. There's no way of proving that I killed Joe. You're just trying to frighten me with more threats. Understand me, Myra. I never once meant to threaten you. I made you a promise. But I've come.
compiled in this folder is no longer theory, it's proof. The only way you can prevent me from turning it over to Carl is to kill me. I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to kill you. It must be maddening to know that in just a little while you're going to lose everything you've planned and killed for. You see, Myra, you can't win anymore. Not long before my telephone began to ring. I knew it would be Myra. She was desperate. She wanted to see me right away, but I still had a few things to do, so I told her I'd see her later at my office. I made the appointment for 12.30 sharp. It was now only a matter of waiting. Time took care of the wait. So now the pattern's complete, and it's the same pattern Joe Leeds lived. But this time, Myra won't be acquitted. That's where you're concerned, Ray. Because this time, you're not going to have to guess whether or not Myra is guilty. You'll know. You're going to be a witness. could get you off, not even me. I told you, I can't be tried for the same crime twice. And I told you, I'm trying you before Carl Holt. We'll let him determine whether or not you're guilty. Or would you prefer this? I'm not going to kill anyone. Very well. That affords three of us a visit. Carl, you, and us. I'm going to call and ask him to come right over. After seeing this, if he still wants to marry a murderess, that's his business. Craig, don't call him. Craig! Don't make me do it!
disease. Uh, Terrell, Craig has committed suicide. asked if I could meet him here at 12.30. Strange. Told me to be here at 12.40. I'd never expect Craig to do a thing like this. Willis. Man shot himself. Will you send someone over right away, please? Uh, Chambers building, room 2407. No. He's dead. explanation. Retro Radio Today does not claim ownership over copyrights to any radio shows on our podcasts. The work in this episode has been identified as being free of known restrictions under copyright law, including all related and neighboring rights. The show copyrights are believed to be expired.